Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 275, and I am super excited today, extremely excited today. I hope that you're excited today uh, just because I want you to have a good day. But more than that, I want to share with you my next guest, and his name is Brad Kugler, and he is an expert in product liquidation. So why would I be excited about this? Well, because sometimes when we're picking products, especially in the beginning, we might make a mistake, or maybe we don't know exactly the market we want to go into, but we want to pick something, we pick something, and it maybe sells, or maybe it doesn't sell as well as we wanted it to, or maybe we just want to get out of that market. For whatever reason, we want to be able to just get the cost of goods back, or at least get some of the money back, right? So we can then maybe take that, reinvest it into another product or another another market that we want to go into, right? Well, I've had people ask me this question, like, how do you do it? And it was funny, because I mentioned this on another episode, and I think we did another episode, which was more or less geared towards like the obvious ways, right? Go to eBay, Craigslist, um, maybe even your local retailers, and he talks about that as well, but there's other ways that you can do it, which was pretty creative and pretty clever um, that Brad came up with. Um, now, just to be totally transparent, he does have a service that does buyback product, but he'll say it right here, right on this podcast, and I'm going to tell you guys right now too, he's, he's going to tell you this, that's your last resort. Going to him is your last resort. If you if you don't follow what he says the recommendations are and you just want to do it like tomorrow, then yeah, you'd give him a call or someone like him. But he's going to tell you like, go try this first and try this and, and do this. And then if that doesn't all work and you just want to get out from under it, then yes, you, you, you go ahead and you can give me a call or someone like him. So just to be totally transparent there, like he's basically saying like, don't come to me unless you've exhausted these other, these other resources that he's going to share with us. Now, again, he's been in this space for a long time. I believe it was over 15 or 20 years. I mean, I'm talking about going back as far as like selling VHS tapes and stuff and, and he'll go through his story, but I'm really excited because he's been in this, even in the retail ARB game for a long time, just like my good friend, Dom Sugar, uh, you know, so there's, there's still, and he'll tell you too, there's still a market out there for retail ARB, just to let you guys know, okay? I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, retail ARB, online ARB, it's not a, it's not, not my thing right now, um, although I have thought about maybe like another little division that I could have of maybe hiring a few people that could help me with that, and then we could have a whole other side thing, but that's another discussion, but just want to say, he's got a ton of knowledge, and he's going to share that today, so I'm really, really excited to have him in, and not to mention, Brad's a cool guy, really cool guy, so uh, definitely excited to share this with you, this conversation that we had. Now, I did want to also just say that people ask me, like, Scott, what's the best way to eliminate even getting into a situation like this? And the answer is, there, there really isn't like one set way. There isn't like a true formula. The one thing I will say is, you know, product selection or product, you know, research is going to be key right? And I think that if we can master that, like if we can master like what to look for, uh, what are the red flags that uh, that say, no, no, don't, don't go after that market or that product. And I think going after a market is also, I think, something more important now than ever because we can build something around that market or inside of that market and maybe niche it down. But again, that's for a whole nother conversation, which we will have future episodes on that. And that goes for even if you're not selling on Amazon. If you're selling just any product, you got to find the market, you got to find the demand, right? And you got to be able to prove that it's already selling. Um, but I do have a couple episodes that we've done in the past. Episode 161 with Greg Mercer, check that out. Um, and that'll be in the show notes. And then uh, episode 189, where I go through depth and demand and all that stuff to kind of make sure that the numbers are accurate and you can validate 
and, and this can reduce the amount of risk, right? It doesn't mean it's going to remove all the risk. It's going to remove, uh, you know, some of the risk, but again, again, when you start to get good at this, it's kind of like when you exercise or you train for an event, you get better as you do it. You're going to get better as you go through the product selection phase. Um, all right. So again, you just have to understand that it's a learning process, all right? Uh, now, before we jump in, I did want to remind you about the show notes. There will be full transcripts and show notes and links, and there's going to be some links. I'm telling you, he's going to drop some links here, so you're definitely going to want to head over to the show notes page, theamazingseller.com forward slash 275. And one thing before I do jump in, and this is kind of on a side note, I just wanted to kind of reach out and give all of the true TASers out there a giant hug, because you guys are awesome, and I have to say, I go into iTunes to read the reviews and the feedback, usually weekly, and I don't always talk about it on the show, but I did want to kind of give you guys all like a shout out and say, you know, I truly, uh, I truly just want to say thank you for being listeners and being like just you know, just fans of the show and supporters and knowing that it's, it's collectively all of us kind of pulling together. Um, I did want to read one real quick, if you don't mind. Um, and, uh, this one here was kind of funny, uh, just the name and then, uh, just, it's pretty awesome that, uh, people around the world are listening to this, but, um, the headline of this, uh, in iTunes was Scott, the humanitarian. Um, and it was by itchy and scratchy, which is kind of funny. Um, I'm brand new to the podcast and just happened to stumble upon this gem. Me and my wife have been driving truck all around the country for two years, and currently we are hauling an Amazon load from Dallas to West Columbia, South Carolina, and then he puts in uh, brackets, maybe I'll pass your house, Scott, smiley face. Four days ago, we put in our two-week notice to finally leave this job and be able to take action. I've been listening to this podcast pretty much nonstop since I found it, about 10 plus hours a day, and I'm currently on episode 78, and hopefully can finish listening to all the episodes before I get home so I can get caught up in two weeks from right now. Thanks, Scott, for the t- for taking the time of your day to put this podcast together and giving us so much value, uh, valuable information and motivates us to, uh, and, and helps us to, to listen. So again, I just want to say being able to read this stuff that people are actually listening and, and whether that just turns something on in your head where you say, you know what, this is something I think I can get started on because I've wanted to get started before, but it just seems so complicated. And again, I'm using this Amazon as a vehicle. It's not necessarily the end of the game. And you guys have heard me say that. I'm going to say it time and time again. And especially, you know, itchy and scratchy. uh, I don't have the name, but you know, I just want to say that, you know, I'm sure you have, you know, the concept of like what you want to do, but hopefully, and this would be a little bit of advice for you, you know, before I would ever leave any job, I'd need a runway, right? I need a runway of, of cash and capital that I know that I'm going to be able to move towards. So anyone out there that's thinking like, I just want to do this to leave my job. You have to understand if you're just building your business on Amazon, it is risky. And I would never recommend doing that. So if we were sitting down having coffee, itchy and scratchy, that's what I'd be saying. So I just wanted to throw that out there for anyone else too. Like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's awesome that someone would have, you know, the balls to do that. Uh, but um, me personally, I would need a runway. Um, and I, and I've done that in the past, even when I left my father's construction business and then went into the, uh, you know, in, into the online space or even my, my brick and mortar business with the photography and all of that stuff. So always had a runway and I think that everyone should, but you got to have a plan and you got to execute, but yes, there are risks involved. So I just wanted to kind of give a shout out, give a great big hug to all you guys and say, thank you so much. I appreciate each and every one of you. I've rambled on long enough. This has been a long intro and I apologize. Let's go ahead and listen to this awesome interview I did with Brad Kugler. Enjoy. Hey, Brad, thank you so much for hanging out, man. What's going on? Hey, Scott, it's really a pleasure to be here. I, I've listened to you for so long, and I, 
to be honest, I'm a little bit starstruck to be sitting here talking to you. This is great. Thank you starstruck. so much for having me. <laughs> oh, no problem, man. Starstruck, though? Come on, man. Uh, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're putting me up a little bit higher than I am, but I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just so glad that uh, I was able to connect with you. And I know we've, we've communicated a little bit through email. And, uh, you know, I really wanted to get you on because you and I had some conversations going back and forth about uh, liquidating because you kind of heard an episode I did where, where people were asking, like, what do I do if I have a product that I, it's not moving? And maybe I just want to move on to the next product, but I got to liquidate it. And we gave them some ideas on, on what they could do. But then you kind of approached me and said, you know what? Um, I think I can help them because I kind of do that already. So um, first off, give me a little bit of the background story on uh, on Brad. Sure. Well, well, first I wanted to say, you know, I started listening to you in January and I've listened to every episode. Maybe I'm behind by five. So 260 episodes. Oh, wow. And I listened to you at this 2x speed. So, <laughs> uh, you know, usually you're talking twice as fast. I'm at the gym or on the treadmill, yeah. as you say. So, so speaking to you at normal speed, it's, it's, it's different. You know, I, I don't feel like I have to keep up with you now. So, uh, it, it's a much easier conversation. But, Having to do that in double speed, it allowed me to listen to all the episodes in a few months. But cool, cool. anyways, that being said, basically, I've been in the liquidation business since about 1991. Oh, wow. And um, we started uh, doing liquidations on VHS and CDs. And we were liquidating from the major studios, from video stores, and we were reselling them. And... Uh, you, you, people would have called us a rack job or something. So I'd buy these liquidations from stores going out of business or even, you know, I bought returns from Target, from, from Walmart, all these chains. And come, you know, I guess it was 1997, the first DVDs came out, ended up getting a liquidation from Warner Brothers that had the first DVDs. It was a, it was a Wizard of Oz. Oh, wow. Uh, I said, you know, I've been, I've, heard about this eBay thing. Well, let, let me see what I can do. You know, and I threw up an, I, I opened an eBay account. I, I threw them up there. I had a case of them. And literally by the time I went to the bathroom and came back, checked the computer, they had all sold out. <laughs> and I, I thought there was a mistake, wow. you know? So, you know, I run over to the, uh, to the sales guys. I said, don't sell those DVDs. I already sold them. They're like, Oh, too late. We already sold them. And uh, they're gone. So my first experience of selling online, I was actually booted from eBay 30 minutes after I launched my first auction because I had nothing to – the item I sold was already sold by another oh my gosh. salesperson. But I knew at that moment there's something here. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So you know, to, to fast forward, you know, we, we ended up being uh, invited by Amazon to be one of the initial uh, – launch companies in what was called uh, Amazon Auctions in 98. And uh, I guess they had found us on eBay because we had grown a pretty good business on eBay. And we basically became this uh, a, a premier vendor of VHS and DVD on Amazon. And, and for the first, I don't know, four or five years, we were a top seller on Amazon. I actually got to meet Jeff Bezos myself. Oh, wow. Uh, the flesh a couple of times. And, um, you know, because our business was multifaceted and we were doing a lot of brick and mortar type B2B business, the, the internet thing was really sort of a side business that I started, you know, as part of a larger company. And uh, other guys dove, dove into it a lot bigger and deeper than we did. And 
we held our top spot for about five or ten years, and then others got in and you know really threw everything at it and became multi-million dollar sellers. I mean, at, at our peak, we were doing over a hundred thousand dollars a month in in wow. CDs and DVDs and stuff. And, and that was on Amazon. That was on Amazon alone. That wow. didn't include our other stuff. You know, the the liquidation business grew to you know we had. Uh, up at, at our peak, 55 employees and, and over 25 million a year. You know, again, not all of it was on on e-commerce lines, but mm-hmm. we were doing a bang-up business. I mean, every studio in Hollywood would sell us their returns, their liquidations, and, and sort of as DVD and media started to peak, we we found ourselves having to find other liquidated product to get into, and you know, it sort of opened the door to almost everything. You know, we were we were experts in the media, but then, you know, we had we had this. I mean, kitchen sinks. I've done astroturf, suntan. You name it, I've done it. Mm-hmm. So you know, not to not to delve. I could talk. I've been doing this for twenty five years. I mean, I could talk for years about this, but I have been involved in the in the buying of liquidations and repurposing or remarketing and reselling them. You know, for two and a half decades. So wow. Uh, wow. So what's what's that look like today? You know what I mean? Like so what what does your business look like today on on how you do it? And then we can kind of let people know cuz I I want I wanted you on really to help people that said, "You know what? I want to try to offload this product. I might just go list it on eBay. I might just go list it on uh, on another platform and maybe you can you can add some insight or just help them out." You know what I mean? Absolutely. So so when I, when the word got out that I'm a liquidator, I started getting a lot of um you know, private label guys on Amazon who are like, look, this isn't moving for me. Can you help me? Can you take it? What can I do? And, and to be honest, I, I would tell them as my first sort of thing of advice, drop the price and just get out of it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to be the, the probably going to recoup you the most amount of money. Because I'll be honest, if you contact a guy like me, who's going to just, you know, wire you the money or overnight you a check or PayPal you for all your inventory, you're not even going to get your manufacturing cost back. Yes, you'll be out of it in 24 hours and you'll have money in the bank. But, you, you know, the, the first thing people say is, well, can you at least give me, you know, my cost plus my, you know, my shipping and, and you know, whatever money right. they put into it. And to be honest, the liquidator is not going to no, do that. No, no, no. Right. And, and it's unrealistic to think so. But if someone's really like, I'm done with this, I'll give me what I want, I'm sort of the last case scenario. But I will offer advice. There's there's lots of things that can be done. And, and you know, one of the things that has, has been most successful when I've helped people is go to eBay. Get on eBay and sell your product there. It's actually a very good outlet. It, it works in a similar fashion and you're picking up a different clientele you know and I think I've heard this on your show before the the Amazon customer and the eBay customer are not the same no, people absolutely and, and whereas you may not have traction on Amazon you can get traction on eBay mm-hmm. so there's plus there's other things to do um, all these daily deal sites you've heard of them Groupon and living social Tanga, Choxy, you know, there, there's uh, there's a list. I mean, if you just Google daily deal sites, you'll find a list of a hundred of them. 
Go to those. You know what? No, Brad, can can you do me a favor? Rate, not not now, but maybe after the fact. Can you give me a list of maybe the the 10 or 12 or something like that? Absolutely. And we can can throw that in the show notes. I think that would be – we can put up a a list. I actually kind of remake that list every – you know, every quarter or so okay. because okay. They, they jockey for position. Sure. You know, but that's another place to go. And these guys are always looking for deals. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a great source to offload it. And you know what? You may you'll get more than your manufacturing cost. So mm-hmm. so you know when I, if I take this backwards, you know, the person who's having a, a dud of a product who just wants to recover the, the term in the in the liquidation business is recovery sure, because sure. you want to recover as much of your cost as possible mm-hmm. so the first step is to try to retail the product via some other channel right 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 short of that the next step is to go off of the e-commerce world altogether everybody's got flea markets in town everybody's got you know the there, there's a, a new crop of flea marketers growing, which are which I call almost the permanent yard sale or the permanent garage sailors. Mm-hmm. These are guys that literally every weekend for a month on end, they're setting up in their driveway and they have a steady stream of customers. That's great. <laughs> I, I I sell to these type of people every day. Yeah. So you know, again, in the efforts to help your listeners, you know, coming to me is the worst case scenario. I'll right. tell you right now. But if, if you if you take the time and you, you look for the local flea markets and you just walk up and down the booths, you will find someone that matches your product that will probably be very happy to cash you out of your inventory. Right, right. No, that's a great that's a great tip. It's funny because uh, there's a there's a local flea market here uh, where I just moved to South Carolina and it's a pretty big one. I mean, they got and and these these people, they literally have just about a store. It's like a storefront inside of this building. Right. Yeah. So all they do is they back up their vehicle and usually the, the, the actual room itself that they have, it's just, you know, separated by wood and they have tools in there and they have like all stuff that's retail, you know, stuff, um, which I've often thought that you can go there and probably find some deals and you can do some retail arb doing that, that thing as well. But, you know, for like you, like going up to someone that sells kitchen, you know, kitchen goods and saying, um, I got some garlic presses here. They're not really, uh, you know, they're not really selling. I, I, I might not even sell you. I might just say I've got some that I want to get get off my hands here. You know, I can give them to you for three bucks a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can retail them for ten, maybe. Absolutely, and they do it every day. And in fact, some of these guys will even, you know, this is there's no like right or wrong to this. It's a negotiation, and, and you know, some people, the more of a, a hustler and a deal maker you are, the better you'll do at this. But there's guys that you can say, look. Let's let's work out a deal. You don't even have to pay me up front. You put these out, and I'll come see. Uh, you come give you a call on Monday, and for whatever you sold, you know we'll split it 70, 30, 60, sure. 40. And if if you give them on consignment, then you can ask for more than fifty or seventy percent. Right. You you get the lion's share because there's no risk to the to the flea market guy. He's he's not out of pocket one cent. Right. So if you give him product, and you say sell this for ten bucks. And I'll tell you what, give me $7 or $6 for everyone you sell. I'll drop it off at your house. You know, at that point, you're probably not losing any money. Right, right, right. So there are no rules. Mm -hmm. You are free to make or offer whatever deal you want. Just as that potential liquidator or customer is free to say no, it's worth it to just 
poke and prod because there is no right way or wrong way to do this. Now, you know? now let, let me ask you, let me ask you something else. So, uh, okay. So you buy the inventory now, now what are you, what are you doing? Are you selling it to other businesses like that or yeah. are you selling it yourself and then putting it up on your own stores or a little bit of both? Like, what are you doing with it? That's a great question because, you know, obviously my years, I, I've become pretty adept at this and, and, I have probably done liquidations from Amazon private label sellers, at least two or three dozen deals already. You know, and this can be anywhere from from a hundred pieces to a thousand pieces of, right. a, of a piece of product. Sure. And I evaluate each one. All right. If I think I can turn this product around because I I don't think that they really put the time or effort into it, or their listing wasn't optimized, or you know they just I, I, you know, you get hunches. Sure, sure, sure. I'll, I'll go and I'll, I'll just, I'll just put it up on their listing and I'll ask them not to delete the title from the catalog. Amazon won't really fully delete the title anyway because once it's in their ASIN database, yep. they don't really get rid of it ever. You know, mm-hmm. this is a duplicate. Okay, okay. So that, that that's actually a good point. So it's almost like if someone said, you know what, I just want to, I just want to give up on this, on this product. I don't want to touch it anymore. And you're willing to buy it, but you're basically now in control of that listing. But you're kind of like a hijacker in a sense, but you actually own the product. Exactly. Uh, so and they and don't then, care because they're no, out of it. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not even a hijack situation. And because most of my life I was doing arbitrage. You know, this term hijacker is really tentative because of a, you know, a famous Supreme Court case in 78, which is called, you know, the law of the first sale. Once a product is sold to someone else, they're free to do with it as they please. Sure, sure, sure. But um, anyways, I'll getting back to your point, I'll I'll either resell it myself. I have a database of some 7000 Amazon sellers. Uh, that I've done business with over the last 10 or 12 years. Now, granted, most of them were were in media products, but you know, like anyone who sells media products, they most of them either branched out or gotten out of Amazon completely. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, I'll take that product and I'll just blast it out to my email list of my 7,000 Amazon sellers, and I'll sell the thing in, in 60 seconds. Sometimes, right, right, yeah. You're kind cool. of like a broker in a sense, where you're exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know. And, and, and brokers kind of get a, a bad name for it, but you know, you know how long it takes to build that email list. Oh and yeah, those, yeah. It, you understand. I mean, it's it's years of work and tens of thousands of dollars of advertising to get those names. I, I think of that a lot, like even a real estate deal, right? If you're a real estate guy that finds the the houses that are. You know, for someone that's a that's a flipper, right? They they have a certain criteria, but they don't want to go out and find all those beat up properties. You call them up. You give them what they want. You give the the buyer what they want. Everybody's happy. You make a little bit in in the middle, and I think exactly. You know what I mean. But you have the database because you've been doing this so long that you can make, like you said, one email, one phone call, or whatever, and you can connect the dots there, and that's where the magic happens for you. Um, Let me ask you this. So, okay. Do you think, and this is kind of off the off the side here a little bit, but do you think that people can still do retail ARB? You know, because because you you've you've been at this business, you you've seen the retail ARB, you've seen online ARB, you've seen all that stuff. People said retail ARB's dead now. What's your thoughts on that? You know, having done retail ARB, online ARB, and and most recently I dove into private label myself in the last year, I I keep ending up back in in, in the and the and the ARB side of things. You know, you spend weeks or months launching a product, and you know, as we know, it's not like it was two, three, four years ago where sure. 
had a 70, 80% chance of success, you know, right, right, right. now, n- now it's tougher. You know, there's a, there's a, I don't want to call it a saturation point, but depending on the product you select, you're, you're going to have some competitors. Absolutely. And if, it, if that, if that product selection process from first look to actual sending your product to Amazon these days, that could be a three to six month process, as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And by the time, from the time you select to the time you go live with your product and it's in Amazon's warehouse, that competitive landscape could have changed a thousand percent. Absolutely. And the, the, I, I think, you know, whereas a couple of years ago, you, you could hit a home run and kind of run your whole business on one or two products. You know, and they sell 30 or 40 a day. Now the model, I, I feel from everything I've witnessed over the last year, you know, you've got a plan to have 10 products that may sell five to 10 units a day. To, to And, and it's, it requires a, a more of a concerted effort. So I don't think there's any problem with the ARB side. In fact, it's easier and quicker. The long-term success in terms of the value of the business or the brand, it's all about private label. Mm. If you want to get in this and learn it and make money quick, I think arbitrage is still the way to go. If now, do you think do you think retail arbing on uh, eBay is still good? Absolutely. I, I think eBay's done, come far and they've done a lot to sort of raise their profile. I have people now, good friends of mine actually, that's doing private label on eBay and selling literally 10,000 to 20,000 units a month. Wow. Working with a managed account where eBay will, you know, I'm hearing numbers of, of private label products on eBay that are, are mind boggling. And in fact, I, I almost want to say, you know, maybe this is maybe this is the next place because eBay is doing some very interesting things with some of their managed accounts. And these managed accounts are people that have proven some big depth and volume and able to, to obviously fulfill themselves because eBay has no, you know, managed fulfillment. They're giving these guys prime placement, and the units being moved are unbelievable. So there's there's clearly still traffic on eBay. Absolutely, because <laughs> a lot of people say, "What well, eBay? eBay what?" You know, but no, no, I, no. no. Yeah. I, I would not discount eBay. In fact, I think it's probably more overlooked than it should be at this point. Yeah, it's funny because when this whole recent you know review update came out, I heard people say, "I'm going to move over to uh, to eBay for a little while while this stuff calms down." Um, I, you know, I, I believe the same thing that you just said. I, I think that um, eBay could definitely be uh, another channel that is overlooked. The, the, I guess the downfall is that, well, you got to manage the inventory somehow, right? There's options around that, but it's still something else that it's easier, right, on Amazon because they do it for you. Yes. It is. You know? There's no doubt that it's easier on Amazon. And, yeah. and, but, you know, that being said, Amazon Amazon takes a much healthier piece of the pie than eBay does. That's true. That's true. So. Well, all right. Let's before we jump on, let me let me ask you this, seeing that you've sold on eBay and all that stuff. What's some tips for someone that if they wanted to do a little retail arb on, on eBay? You got any tips for us? You know, you know, currently, because I know that's changing all the time, too. I sold stuff on eBay years ago, and it was different then. Then it was like you have to do auctions because you want to get the placement because you can't on the buy it now as much. And you kind of play with the auction thing. And and any any tips there? Well, I would I'll tell you one tip. And, and I don't know if you've ever mentioned this product on yours, but there's a joelister.com, which takes your entire Amazon catalog and ports it over to eBay, builds in the cost, uses a. Uh, uh, an API to do your fulfillment from the Amazon warehouse to your eBay customer. It's 
found money and a great way to test your products on eBay without doing anything. It takes your content, your images, it, it figures out um, your price points. You get paid immediately because it's through PayPal. You don't wait the, you know, two weeks. It's a great way to test your existing products on eBay. And if nothing else, you're going to pick up additional revenue uh, on eBay. And I think Joe Lister gives you two items for one flat fee. And if you want to list, if you've got dozens or hundreds of SKUs on on uh, Amazon, they charge you a little bit more, of course, on a per SKU basis. But I don't know if you've talked about this product, but I, I, I think I've mentioned it and um, I've looked a little bit into it. And actually, a good a friend of mine who's been in the retail art like you for, for over 15 years, um, he mentioned that as well. Um, and actually, it's funny. I think that uh, someone that is involved in Joe Lister actually contacted me about uh, maybe even coming on the show or something. But uh, I may have to look into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've, I've heard about it. I haven't used it, but uh, it's something I definitely would be looking into. To me, that would be the first place to start because you're not doing any additional work other than this short fee of paying for the software, which is which is really nothing. And you'll get an idea of the traction your products pull. And you don't have to even learn how to do eBay. When you just set up the account, and this piece of software does it all. You know, some people have a bit of a learning curve. You know, you know, their brain fills up after they learn. You know, so many right. pieces of software, and there's just no more room. Right, right, right. No, that makes that makes total sense. And that that would be a, a, a perfect thing to test your product, like you said, without having to really go into eBay and do all of the the ins and the outs of that. Because I know that's a whole other platform. And it's a whole other platform with its own ins and outs, and it's that would be my first step. The second step, or the easiest one, without doing anything, is just take the products that you have access to or you're selling and just start searching them on, on the in the eBay search bar. Mm. See how many sellers there are. Search completed auctions. And of course, you know what you mentioned a million times is camel, camel, camel. Yep. There's also a product called terrapeak.com yep. that yep. will show you past history of eBay sales. Yep. yep. You know, I, I'm a big believer in test, 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 you know, before diving in. And um, to me that's if you're not doing anything on eBay and you're not happy about your sales on Amazon, that would be the first place to look. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, I think that's important too, though, too, for people that are looking to liquidate. I think uh, the, that that list of of other um, uh, places where you can just run discounts on your products. Um, now, if someone was to do that, would you would you recommend they have their inventory in there? Would they just pull it and have it shipped to their house, or how would? No, here's the here's the best. You know, what you do is you wait for Amazon to offer you the free removal. Because the problem is, if you're gonna if you're gonna liquidate your inventory to somebody like me, or you're gonna move it somewhere else, they're gonna charge you the fifty cents per unit to move it. So so that's that much more you need to recover. But about every quarter or every sixty days, they offer a free removal sort of situation. That's the time to liquidate. If you've got a free removal offer, that helps the person you're selling it to as well as yourself if you're going to bring it home because it doesn't cost you anything to get it out of Amazon. You know, So look for those free removal offers and that's when you jump if you're going to liquidate. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, but now in, in, in another case, if you were talking to someone like you and you said, you know, listen, I'll, I'll give you, you know, whatever, you know, X amount for your product. And they say, okay, you may say, leave it though. I don't want you to touch it. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to basically just take over the listing. Can't do it. Can't Unfortunately. Do that, huh? Oh man. If I tried, trust me because can't do it. There's no way to switch ownership of a product while it's in FBA's warehouses. Oh, they okay. Do it. 
you have to remove it and you got to send it back. Believe me, it, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've tried okay. this. All right. It just it can't happen in the, in the current Amazon world. Oh, Will okay. not happen. That is a bummer. That is a yeah, bummer. It is because, a real bummer. Because that, that's why you would want to wait for that free removal. Now, would you would you personally then say, okay, I'm going to buy it, but I want you to let it sit there until we get the free removal, and then we're going to ship it to me? Yeah, you, depending on the price, because let's say I'm going to liquidate something, you know, some little garlic press for for a dollar, and yeah. they're going to have to pay fifty cents for the removal. Well, you know, now either I've got to kick in an extra fifty cents, or or the person selling it does. Right. If you know, sometimes it's better to wait for the free removal, and and. and in the essence of, of, of the seller who's trying to recover as much money as possible, you know, my suggestion to them is wait for the free removal, discount it as much as you can. When you get the free removal offer, then call me and let's see where we're at. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. So I would say too, if, uh, if anybody is uh, in this situation, keep looking at your promotions tab and see if you see any lightning deals. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's been awesome. Uh, that's been. I think deals are great. Yeah. You know, I'll tell, I'll tell you another one. In my test, since the review situation came out, and this is just a side note of something I've done three times in the last week, and it's 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 worked so well that I I, you know, I'll share it. You know, heck, but the, you know the Amazon giveaways that they have right on their site, okay. Uh, one of the I don't know if you've ever discussed this, but it would be a great topic for for a show. But Amazon offers a little a little a thing in the uh, advertising and promotions tab called giveaways, where you can select several actions that the customer must take, and they're entered into a, a drawing to get your product for free. The the one that I found the most effective is a YouTube video. They have to sit through a YouTube video. Then after at the end of the video, they're automatically entered into a drawing, which Amazon does, and they're given an opportunity to receive one or as many free pieces of product as you're willing to let them have. Um, that's predetermined when you set it up. But if they don't win it, it brings them to a page where they can get a coupon to get your product. Now remember, they've just watched a little YouTube video about what your product is. So they're forced to watch an ad for your product. If they don't get it for free, they're delivered a coupon. And I'm telling you, I've done this. So I've given away three items and usually pick up at least five times that many in paid sales. Wow. Okay. Okay. So. No, that's, that's a great one. And actually, uh, it was funny. I did a Periscope yesterday and someone had mentioned that. And I had seen uh, that on someone's site that they that you could like, here, you know, you give, you know, enter the sweepstakes or whatever. And I was yeah. like, you know, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. And uh, now I'm, I'm again, as, as I'm on with you right now, I'm looking at my at my uh, at my report area or my advertising area. And you're right. It's right there. Giveaway. And it just says create. And it just says offer your items for free as part of a sweepstake to generate buzz around products and increase social media following. Um, so you're telling me that the YouTube one is the best. Now, what would you put there on the YouTube video? Would you put something there? Yeah, I sent them to a little YouTube video that I did on my product that says this is what it's about. This is why you need it. You know, I just push the usual buttons and um, at least they understood the product. The other most common one I think people do is the one to gain Twitter followers, right. which is great. I picked up 2,000 Twitter followers and one one giveaway. Did you really? But, wow. Yeah, yeah. In, in literally like two hours. Wow. And then – but then what do you do with them? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You're right. Tw- but, Twitter's a little, if it was Instagram, I'd be, I'd be excited. 
Yeah, they don't have that one as one of the options. There's a survey you can do. Yep. They give about six options. Anyways, it's a great it's a great alternative now to the to the incentive based reviews, which are no longer allowed. Mm. So let, let me I, ask you something. On that YouTube video, is there anything in their terms of service about what you can put in that video? Nothing. Wow. In fact, you, you put in a little link and it then validates it. And I'm assuming once that's validated, that's it. There's no nothing that says what the what it should be about. You, you have know? a little URL in there or something. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to put the YouTube URL. So you can't send them to your website. That right, I know. Right, but but in inside of the video, could you have yes, any? Yes, you could. I do. That okay. And I've actually gotten a sale from it. Only one, and I can't confirm that it was actually because of that. It could have someone that just came to the YouTube video. But that is correct. Well, I was you even saying something put. like, you know, join our VIP club or something like that. or Just even, put it underneath the video. Yeah, just yeah. like a lower third or, or even just in, in the description of the, of the video or something like that. Um, that would be a, that'd be a pretty good opportunity to test as well. Um, that's interesting. Maybe eventually they'll, they'll add like something like Instagram. That would be, that would be kind of cool. Right. Because uh, I'm, I'm playing around with Instagram now myself, and uh, I think that has a lot of, lot of potential. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's cool. I'm definitely going to play around with that myself. But, yeah, anyone listening, uh, that's a great tip. 2,000 Twitter followers, that's still pretty impressive, even though you can't really do much with them because it's, I don't know, I find Twitter to be very noisy. Uh, yes. See, what I think Amazon does is they promote this giveaway for you on their giveaway page, mm -hmm. and occasionally they'll even tweet it on their Amazon giveaway Twitter uh, account. Okay. Which has, you know, half a million followers or something outrageous. Right. So uh, it's, you know, they do the promotion. They get the eyeballs for you, which is really nice. Now, does that have to get approved or is it something that just automatically can happen? It just happens. Well, it does, it does go through approval process because you, 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 you go through all the various steps and then it says pending review and then usually an hour or two later you get an email that says your Amazon giveaway is now active and then they give you a link in case you want to share it on your own social media oh, or you know okay. through your own channels okay okay no that's that's interesting that's good that's a yeah. good that's a good little nugget there i like that and yeah. again it's a, you can give away as many as you want what they and the nice thing is you know versus incentivized reviews that we used to do for free you buy your own uh, product for full price, oh, and it okay. it helps your BSR. Right. So you get what seventy percent of the money back after right. they take it. So so in essence, it's really only costing you a third. I, for example, I gave away three items, you know, and it was Amazon hit my credit card for seventy bucks. Okay. But I get what fifty of that back from Amazon. So it right. cost me twenty but twenty dollars to do this whole promotion. And I sold 15 items within a few hours. Wow. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And, and like you said, it boosted your BSR and that's going to help yeah. you get organically ranked and all of that stuff. And then that's where that can come back. And is there, is, many, is there any limit on how many times you can do it? I've never tried it twice in one day yet, but I've done it two days in a row and it was, they accepted it. So okay. I'm still testing. Okay. I'm cool, still cool. testing. No, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hey, you know, Brad, this has been, this has been fun. This has been good. And uh, it sounds like you're, you're definitely into the testing stuff. So maybe we're going to have to have you back on with a couple more tests and you can yeah. help us out because you're, uh, you're definitely in the game. And I, I like that. And uh, is there anything else that you would add to, uh, to anyone right now that, you know, maybe in the situation where um, either they want to liquidate or, or maybe even just that they're having a tough time getting sales to, to move? 
Sure. Uh, the ne- the next one I did want to mention it, which I found very helpful, and I think it's a, it is another another convergence on social media is Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. There are lots of wholesale Facebook groups for buyers, for eBayers, for garage sailors. Go and make fi- search these groups. I-, I could name a couple of really good ones. You know, like um, product sourcing one hundred and one. There's um, uh, uh, e-commerce wholesalers. I don't have names exactly, but if you search these Facebook groups and you join them and you're accepted, you can say, hey, I've got this. Mm. Is anybody interested in buying it? You know? Okay. Okay. And and, and again, this is a way for your sellers to bypass a guy like me and, and recover as much as possible. You know, I'm there when someone's just like, I'm out. You know, I'll I'll take your pennies on the dollar and yep, yep, you know yep, send me the money. Yep. So. Yeah, you're 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 the guy that I see uh, with the with the uh, cardboard sign on the on the on the telephone pole that says "I buy houses for cash." Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know you're going to get the worst possible price. But, but if you, you know what? I might, out of it, yeah, you might be, be done. going through a divorce or something. You're like, you know what? I just want to cut all ties. I don't care. Right. I'll just give this thing away. And you're like, you're gonna, there's going to be people that want that. There's people and, and that, I, you know what, yeah. they need it. And you're the guy that, that can come in there and uh, and do that. I, I think that's funny. But that, you know what, there's a service for that. And uh, and you are doing a service, I think, in, in a good way. But you're also doing it in the right way because you're saying, like, listen, try these things first. But if you're, if you're you know, if you're pressed for time or you don't want to go through that, then give me a call kind of thing. Exactly. And I think that's the right way to do it. So um, any other last little bits of tips that you wanted to leave here before we wrap this up, Brad? Gosh, I could go on for days. We'll just have to save it for the <laughs> we'll next do, I was going to say, we'll have to do a part two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this has been awesome. I want to thank you once again. Um, if people did want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you, Brad? Uh, you know, the best way, you can just um, probably hit me through my website. It's dva.com. It's www.dva.com. And my that stands for, which is now antiquated and extinct, is distribution, video, and audio. Okay. And uh, I'm Brad at DVA.com. So okay, cool. I'll, I'll put that all in, in the show notes and uh, we'll, we'll get that linked up. But uh, yeah, if, uh, if anyone wants to get a hold of Brad, definitely reach out to him. Uh, great guy, as you guys can tell, willing to share, which I love. And we'll definitely be having him back on the show, I'm sure, because the guy's testing like crazy. I love it. I love it. I love that little, that little golden <laughs> nugget there at the end. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, and okay. I, I'm going to let you know how that works out, too, because I'm going to play around with it. I'm probably going to set one of them up as soon as we get off here. <laughs> Absolutely. Let me know if you have any questions because, you, know, you know, I like to help, you know? No, it's so. awesome. I appreciate that, and I know that the listeners appreciate it as well. So, hey, Brad, thank you so much. And, uh, again, if, you, uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with Brad, please visit the show notes of this episode, and uh, you can do that. And, Brad, I just want to say once again, thanks a lot for sharing. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Yes, yeah, Scott. Keep doing what you're doing. I love your show, and I tell people about it almost every day. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Coming. I appreciate that, Brad. Thanks. No problem. All right. So there you have it, right? Another great episode, uh, conversation, interview, whatever you want to call it. I look at these as just like me talking to someone else that knows about something that I don't really know about, and I'm able to get this education and then share it with you. It's really awesome. I love this. Uh, So hopefully you got value from that. There was a ton of of little golden nuggets that we were able to pull out of that. You might even want to go back and listen again. I am going to have the show notes to this episode transcribed, and the links and everything that we discussed will be there as well, so theamazingseller.com 
forward slash 275. So if you're interested in grabbing those, head over to the show notes page. A lot of goodies on this one. And the other thing I think I'll I'll say here again is I'm going to remind you about product selection, right? Like I think it all comes down to like learning that, you know, and and you know, really mastering that in a sense. And I'm not sure you'll ever ever master. I don't, I'm not a believer of mastering something like fully. I think that you're always growing, right? So you're always going to be picking up little tips and tricks, maybe, but you're always going to understand that it's you know it starts with the market. It starts with products that are being served to that market, you know, and then building. Uh, an email list or, uh, you know, your own social following or some type of, of audience around that market and, and, and around your brand, that right there is, is the secret sauce. Like that, that is it, right? So product selection, but to a, to a market that is, is willing and wanting to buy products and then creating that around it. And I think that there makes it so much easier to sell your products, but things are going to happen. You may start something and be like, eh, I don't really think I want to I want to sell product to this market. It's not going the way I wanted it to or that I thought it was going to. Or maybe you did it and it's just not what you're really passionate about. Whatever the reason is and you want to liquidate, Brad gave us some really solid ideas on how we can uh, we can do that and get our capital back. And then from there, you know, take that capital and put it into what we are, you know, uh, into at that time or that that brand that we want to now create that we learned a ton through that process. But then we're able to now use that knowledge and and do it better on something else. And I have found that to be the case in a, in a, you know, a lot of different things that I've done through the years. Again, not just talking about this. I think a lot of things that I've done leading up to, you know, even just dabbling in Amazon, it's helped me understand you know, the, the inner workings, but then also just marketing in general, like period. Like it's just, once you learn that, I believe you can just plug that into those other, those other, uh, you know, ventures that you're doing or, or maybe new ideas or maybe a new marketing strategy. Uh, so whatever it is, I think it always comes down to, you have to get yourself set in motion and, and in this case, it's picking products or picking markets. Um, and again, I would say learn that. That is something I would just continually want to learn more about. Uh, now, if you guys are interested in attending a live workshop where we actually walk through that market selection, you know, picking your product, making sure that all the numbers validate and, you know, I mean, they are what they are, right? So again, it's kind of like you're training yourself for the event, right? Or in this case, we're, we're training ourselves to have a better eye to do better research, right? So we are doing a live workshop, at least at the time of recording this, we are, but you can always head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. You can see all of our upcoming workshops there scheduled and uh, you can register for an upcoming one there. So definitely go check that out if you're at all interested. We also do a workshop where we go over the five phases for launching a product. So depending on when you visit that page, there'll be an option there to select a workshop that you want to attend. And uh, these are totally free. We get on live and we do Q&A. So uh, definitely go check that out and uh, you'll have all the information there. All right, guys. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Again, the show notes episode 275 so the amazing seller.com forward slash 275 again want to give you guys a great big giant hug and say thank you so much for being listeners and i really really do appreciate it i really truly do so guys that's it that's gonna wrap it up remember i'm here for you i believe in you and i'm rooting for you but you have to you have to come on say it with me say it loud say it proud on the count of three let's do it a little different here one two three take action have an awesome amazing day and i'll see you right back here on the next 
episode. 